Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast in day 320 in our journey through the Bible. And we have reached it. Jesus is alive. He's been resurrected. We've been talking about it for 319 days, building up to it. The prophets talked about it. The patriarchs talked about it. But Jesus Christ has died. He's risen again. And as the song says, because he lives, we can face tomorrow. But today we're going to stop, take a quick look at one of those disciples who had a rough stretch, but Jesus is coming back to call him back to ministry. Let's take a look. Hey again, friends, and thank you for being a part of this podcast. Many of you for all 320 days of this year, many more of you since day one, about f- almost four years ago, in December and January will be four years since we started this podcast. We've come a long ways. We've come a long ways this year. And uh, we're going to wrap up um, really the Gospels uh, th- today. As we come to John 21, I think it's interesting. I was reading Warren Wearsby before I decided to hit record here real quick because I had a thought about this passage that's opposite of what I've always taught. And I wanted to see what someone else said. And Warren Wiersbe, of course, disagreed with me, although he said he can't be dogmatic because many people believe both ways. So I'll get to that in just a second. But I I agreed with the opening of Warren Wiersbe's commentary because he said this. He said, you would normally think that John would end his book in chapter number 20, verse 31. Because it's, it's come just after Jesus revealed himself to his disciples. And he gives what many believe the theme of this book. He says in verse 31, But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. That would be the definition of a good conclusion. If he were to just leave it at that. If that was it, if that was his conclusion, it would be powerful. But it's as if John, when he wrapped it up, thought, you know what? Let me give one more story. I don't want to leave people hanging on my good friend Peter. Because the last time we saw Peter, he was denying Jesus. And so, it's almost like John, who's friends with Peter, thought, mm, I'm going to give one more story. Let us let me show when, when Jesus restored Peter back to the ministry. And so, he... Even though it's a great verse, verse 31, in chapter 21 it says, After these things Jesus showed himself again. That's again. So for people to say, Ah, Jesus, no one really saw him resurrected. Oh, the disciples saw him multiple times. In chapters 20, we saw several. In in the Corinthians, I think it's 1 Corinthians, it talks about how 500 people at one time saw him. But here, by the seaside, Jesus appears again to the disciples And it says they were together, verse 2, Simon, Peter, and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana, Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples, Simon, Peter, and said unto them, I go fishing. And this is what I said. I was wanting to look up really quick while I was sitting here. I had one commentary next to me that was on this uh, passage. And I thought, let me just look and see what this one person says, Warren Wiersbe, who who I really respect. Because... As I was reading through this text this time, I really don't find any fault with Peter going fishing. 
A lot of people work a whole message around the fact that Peter was so backslidden because he went fishing and he went back to fishing. And even Warren Wiersbe said, I tend to lean that he probably shouldn't have, but he said, I can't, you know, it's there's no proof to say that's right. But as I'm reading it this time, I'm thinking, I don't have a problem with it. I don't know. I don't know exactly what was going through Peter's head. But in the last chapter, he was there and he got to see the resurrected Jesus Christ. So I don't think he's doubting. I don't. I don't. I do think he could be discouraged. I mean, he had an ultimate failure. He denied Jesus, and now Jesus is resurrected. I'm sure he felt some sense of guilt. I'm sure he felt like a failure. But, you know, we've all been there. I'm actually in the middle of writing something. And um, I haven't officially written it. It wouldn't be to any of you guys. It's on this private thing that no one knows that I write on. I actually wrote something and I published it to zero people. But one of the first lines in what I'm writing is this. Every day on my drive to work, I try to do two things. Number one, pray. And number two, convince myself that I'm not an absolute failure. <laughs> and um, I've erased that line and changed it and wrote it several ways many times. But we've all been there. When you feel like a failure, you feel discouraged. And I think Peter was there. But he also, what is he supposed to do? For the last three years, he's been under the guidance of Jesus. But now he doesn't know when Jesus is going to show up, what he's going to be doing. He does have a mission, and that's where some people come to the other side. Jesus told them to to go and to, to share the gospel, and so I, I do get that, but there's nothing wrong with fishing. I went fishing again today with my boys and caught four bass, by the way, but um, there's nothing wrong with fishing, and he happened to, that used to be a job of his, and it, probably a hobby of his, so some say he was doing that to go back to this old line of work and was getting away from what he was supposed to be doing with the Lord, and it very well could be. But I'm not going to fault him much here. My thinking is he just was discouraged. And what does he know to do? He knows to fish. I don't think he was saying I'm done. I think he was just discouraged. I could be wrong. We'll find out when we get to heaven. But either way, he's fishing. For those that are hard on him, they're like, look, he took seven others with him and he led them away from God. I don't think so. These others just stood in a room and saw a resurrected Jesus. I don't think any of them are like, nah, I'm done. No, you just saw a miracle happen. But here they are, and they are fishing, and Jesus makes another appearance to them. He's on the seashore. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but he's on the seashore. He is. They, they, they realize, he, again, they're not catching anything. And Jesus says, cast that net on the other side, and they do. Kind of reminds me, this is just a side note, maybe just to catch your attention, but the boys and I decided we're going to try to catch some crappie today. I don't know how to catch crappie. I know how to catch bass. I don't know how to catch crappie. We were out there for a while, couldn't catch anything. Boys were getting discouraged. I finally said, all right, I'm switching up lures. And I was just trying to be a tough dad. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a bass lure. I'm going to throw it on here and I'll catch you guys a bass. We're not going to get skunked today. And first cast, I caught a bass. <laughs> and then I got him off. They wanted to hold him, take a picture. Put it down, second cast, nothing. Third cast, caught another bass. I mean, they think I am literally a bass pro. And I was just all talk. I mean, I do know bass better than crappie, but I was really just trying to get them amped up, and then they were amped up after that. That's beside the point. But I think what I'm saying here, what thought, why I thought of that is they were striking out when it came to fishing. 
Jesus told him to cast it on the other side like he did back in Luke chapter number 5. They cast a net on the other side, and all of a sudden they catch a bunch of fish. And John calls out, I think it was John, he says, hey, that's Jesus. Peter jumps in the water, rushes to him. And there's that. then there's that conversation before breakfast. And I don't want to get into the details. This has been taught a lot of times. But when Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? This is Jesus calling back Peter to to serve him. Again, I don't think Peter had totally given up, but I think in his spirit he felt like a failure. He felt like he was done. And I think this is Jesus showing him, you're not done, that I can still use you. So he says, do you love me? He says, well, yeah, I love you. But he uses the word phileo, as you've probably heard taught before. Didn't use the word agape, the, the true godly love. He used the word phileo. Jesus said, no, do you love me? Using the word agape. And Peter responds, of course, I love you. Using the word phileo. And then the third time when Jesus changed it, he says, is that all? Is it phileo? And Peter was rebuked. But each time Jesus said, feed my sheep, feed my sheep or feed my lambs. And so Jesus was calling him to the ministry. He was reminding him that you are important to me and the ministry that is set for the church. And Peter would go on to do you think about it when we get to the book of acts which we covered recently on the podcast last year remember when we studied the book of acts peter preached and three thousand got saved and then later up to five thousand got saved he was instrumental in the early church uh, in acts 15 on the conversations about the gospel and what were the requirements for the gentiles god greatly used peter after his failure and it's such such a great reminder that God uses us, even after failures, even after disappointments, even when we're discouraged, even when we feel like a failure, and we're not. God loves us, and here was a chance for God to remind Peter of his love, that he hasn't abandoned. Though Peter may have denied him, that God is so loving and so forgiving, and Jesus, in a sense, embraces him with this. He didn't hug him, as far as I know. But he embraced him in the sense of this conversation and this calling back to what he was originally called to do. And so I just think it's a it's a great chapter. It's a great reminder. I, John would have been fine to end it in chapter in verse 31 of chapter 20. Actually, it would have been a perfect conclusion to the book. But it's like he says, Hey, I, I, hold on. Let me let me let me remind everybody that. That Jesus wasn't done with Peter. And I don't want to end on a bad note with Peter. And so he writes that last chapter about Jesus restoring Peter back to the ministry. And even then, even then, at the end of that chapter, I shouldn't even have started this little sentence because I don't have time to go down this road. But even then, uh, when there was some great conversation when Jesus said, do you love me more than these? And, and, and people like to debate. There's another good debate. You guys could post all this and respond on what you think about. First of all, was Peter wrong for going back to fishing? But then what was he talking about was these. Was he talking about the fish? Was he talking about the disciples? Because before when Jesus said, hey, all these, you're going to deny me. He says, no, these guys may deny you, but I'm not going to. And then he did. So what was he talking about there? I don't know exactly. But um, when Peter was looking at the others and he was looking at some of the others, he said, well, what are they going to do? And Jesus basically said, hey, don't worry about them. You know, you worry about you. 
And so often we have our eyes on everybody else and and, and or discouraged and on the failures of ourselves or we have it on other people's ministry. And it's like God is saying, hey, you know what? Focus on your relationship with me and do what I've called you to do. So I hope that's encouragement to you today. We have gotten through basically the Gospels. We're going to be getting into the book of Acts here soon, I would assume, and then into different books as we go through Acts, probably will be intertwined these different um, epistles that were written by Paul to the different to the different churches at Philippi and Thessalonica and those different churches. So um, looking forward to it. We're coming to a close on our journey through the Bible. I'm still praying about this podcast next year and what, if anything, we should do to continue. And I uh, got a lot of things on my mind, a lot of prayers. And so would you pray along with me? But thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I don't know what's going to happen next week with Thanksgiving coming around the corner. We may have one. We may not. But Sunday, we will be back in the book of Exodus, and I'll be posting that. So thank you so much for being a friend of the podcast. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Go to bradmcclure.org and subscribe. Make sure you leave a review. Have a great week.